Belden, a provider of signal transmission solutions for mission-critical applications, has announced a definitive agreement to buy Tripwire for $710 million. Tripwire is a provider of advanced threat, security, and compliance solutions. To speak about the acquisitions and related matters, I'm pleased to be joined once again by Tripwire's Chief Technology Officer, Dwayne Mollison. Welcome back, Dwayne. Hi, thank you a lot. Belden President John Stroop says Belden looks forward to incorporating Tripwire technology into its products. How would that work? You know, when you think about it, one of the things that is interesting about this is that we are fundamentally solving the same problem in enterprise IT that needs to be solved in the you know, the OT or operational technology market. We happen to be partnering with Belden in a lot of the electric utility providers. And what we found early on in that relationship was that a lot of the same technology capabilities, a lot of the same workflows that, you know, basically to secure and create reliable IT infrastructure in a corporate environment, you know, the same principles apply in an industrial controller or a critical industrial infrastructure environment. Early on, it was clear that these cases are pretty much the same. Some of the target devices and target applications vary. To me, what that means is that over time, we will start to expand our coverage model for you know some of the things that we instrument with Tripwire products to include some of the industrial controller infrastructure, to include some of the key industrial applications, and really take a lot of the same expertise we've applied in the enterprise technology world to the operational technology world for industrial control. Can you speak now to specifics, giving a specific example how this might work? We are already partnering in electric utilities, for example, to be able to monitor critical electrical infrastructure to make sure that you know it doesn't change without people's knowledge, that there's clear path of accountability, that if anything unexpected happens, you can trace it back to not only a root cause, but in a lot of cases, exactly where the change came from, down to what process, what geography, and who made that change. So that's critical in making sure that anything that impacts either availability or security is clearly understood early, dealt with in a systematic manner, and that you don't end up allowing unauthorized or unexpected changes to happen in the environment. So we're doing that today with a go-to-market solution that you know was done at, at basically as an arm's-length partnership originally uh, to help electrical providers monitor a lot of their critical control systems to make sure that they were secure, compliant, and that they weren't changing without notice. That's really where our relationship started. That kind of a model where we just instrument critical infrastructure against an objective standard is something that we'll continue to replicate. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, is there a trend here that goes beyond this acquisition? The fusing of information technology and IT security. Simply today, you can't really have one without the other and are we getting to a point where you know both the types of tools will be developed uh, in a single environment i think this is really an indic indicative of a macro trend for example uh, changes that have happened in traditional information security over the last few years you know a few years ago everybody talked about IT risk or IT security as this separate thing. And then now with a lot of the high-profile breaches and compromise, and, you know, people are understanding the bigger impact of, you know, malicious use or misuse. Now IT security is part of a bigger business conversation. This is just part of that same trend where now IT and OT are starting to blend as, you know, pretty much the same problem, still affects larger enterprises, still affects the sort of corporation at large. And so it makes sense that not only the business discussions bring them together, but the security discussions could happen the same way because we're really fundamentally talking about foundational security controls that apply no matter whether you're talking about service delivery to the OT environment or to, you know, kind of corporate infrastructure on the traditional IT market. Back to uh, this acquisition, should Tripwire customers care about it? 
The answer is sort of yes and no. I think they should not be concerned about it because Belden has made it clear that they're going to allow us to run as a standalone and that you know they've ratified all of our future plans and that our resources stay intact and we can continue to be focused on this market. No cause for alarm there, but I think there's also some opportunity here because as we move into particularly industrial environments that have either manufacturing or you know critical infrastructure like the power grid, in those worlds, they should actually see the benefit of increased investment from Belden because they've, um, you know, not only sustained but increased our R&D investments so that we can start accelerating bringing some of these new capabilities out to the market. So you'll see not only do we continue to serve the enterprise market, but we start to add things that will help the industrial controller market. Can you talk a little bit about where this R&D uh, investment will be going towards? What, what kind of projects should we be working on? We have a, uh, a vision that allows us to create a universal platform so that you know, basically as we move from traditional data center focused IT to you know, what I like to call the enterprise of things where we move to more and more IP connected devices, some of them tightly controlled, some of them loose controlled, we need to have general purpose capabilities to be able to monitor and test and secure uh, these components. And we're building a platform that allows us to serve you know, basically that general purpose use case of, hey, I have something I care about. I want to establish a baseline. I want to monitor it continuously going forward so I can detect outliers. And I want to be able to compare it back to an objective standard, whether that's roles and responsibilities, configuration guidelines, et cetera. And also to be able to harvest information from these systems so that I can do vulnerability analysis, so that I can look at historical trends that affect security or availability. You know, to me, a lot of these things are, you know, I call it kind of the general universal use case for security and availability. And Eldon believes in that vision. And as we move out towards the enterprise of things and then on to the internet of things, they want us to accelerate our ability to execute on that platform vision. So that's really where the, the investment will go is in helping us accelerate our work toward that vision of being able to be effectively the sensor for the Internet of Things. Let's talk more generically. Uh, you're an executive who deals with risk assessments and is part of your job. Whether this specific merger or any merger, should customers of an acquired company look at the security of the acquirer in the customer assessing their own risks? What do you mean by security of the acquirer? You have customers, and, and your customers trust you, and, and, and they do a lot of things to vet you, and part of that could be your own security. Should your customers or the customer of any company that's being acquired, should they be looking at the new parent company and assessing the various risks and dealing with them? And if so, how should they do that? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, I think from a couple of perspectives, you know, you can look at financial stability as one measure. And I think, you know, both Tripwire and Build have a history of predictable financial stability and growth. Also both known for delivering secure and reliable critical infrastructure. You know, they happen to be focused on the industrial manufacturing base. We have focused on the enterprise. But if you look at our track record, you know, we have high customer satisfaction. We have large and growing customer base. We have a history of excellence in delivering secure, reliable infrastructure. You know, so I would say when you look at that, there's plenty of proof points to say that, you know, not only, you know, if you trust Tripwire, then you can also trust Belden because we have a lot of the same operational characteristics. Uh, let's shift gears from uh, the mergers and acquisitions. You know, I, I know an area that you deal with a lot is, is risk management. I want to tap your expertise there. Uh, how would you assess the state of risk management in a number of sectors? Uh, let's start with the critical infrastructure, which obviously is an area that uh, your company will get more involved in. Uh, I would say the, the state of risk management around critical infrastructure 
has actually improved a lot in the last few years. And they're starting to adopt what I would call, you know, the habits of the mature. So when I look at like financial services, for example, risk management is very much ingrained and embedded into how they operate. You know, a lot of decisions are overtly asking the question about what is the risk of doing this? What is the risk of doing nothing? Uh, what is the relative scope of that risk in the terms of our overall business? And we're starting to see some of those behaviors in the critical infrastructure market. And I think some of that's being driven by the rigor and, you know, call it the um, putting it under a microscope that NERC is driving. We're being forced to look at not only the technology, but the processes behind them, roles and responsibilities, and to start to map that back to risk and threats. And it's become more of a, I call it a conscious part of how people evaluate critical infrastructure operations. So I'd say that probably wasn't true five years ago when I first started dealing with a lot of the utilities, for example, but they've come along very quickly in terms of their maturity and their understanding of how to integrate risk with their decisions. Other industries that have had historical challenges or disconnects from risk management, like retail, for example, are also kind of getting a wake-up call and aggressively adopting more risk-centric views. You know, I think that really is behind um, the convergence that I've mentioned to you before about where IT risk can't be dealt with separately. It really must be an integrated part of business risk. And I think a lot of these changes are happening because of the climate that we're in, but I think they're positive for a lot of the sectors that we deal with. As these companies, and you mentioned retail, and I guess because of all these retail breaches, they're probably doing a lot more risk assessment today than they were even doing a year or so ago. Where where do you see the fact of being breached and, and the cost of responding to breaches having an impact on whether they're going to make the necessary investments into security? Are we at a point now where organizations in retail or any area are saying, I, I can no longer ignore this, I have to make IT security investments, or are they saying, you know, heck, you know, this will cost us X amount of dollars, but still would not cover the cost of us uh, upping our IT security? Probably a little of both, but I would say more often what's happening is that uh, people who ignored security investments historically now can't ignore them. And, and, why, and why can't they ignore them? Well, they can't ignore them because um, the Federal Trade Commission, you know, institutional shareholder services and other organizations are starting to put pressure on them. So they're pulling the board into this. They're pulling management in as being culpable and accountable, not just IT management, but business management. And so now all of a sudden you've got people who are asking questions that won't take no for an answer and won't allow you just to defer this. You know, so now... You could say, yeah, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we're not going to invest in the security program because we, we're going to open a new office or launch a marketing campaign. Well, because of a lot of the FTC lawsuits around everything from the Wyndham Hotel Group to LabMD and some of the other cases that they're pushing, people are starting to take notice that, hey, later is not an answer for some of these. We've actually got to start investing to keep up and catch up. And I think that is triggering a shift. Now, the big question varies by business, but in some cases, that means I need to invest additional money in IT security. So they just, you know, allocate more of their budget to that. In other cases, it's like, hey, we have a finite pool of resources. We've got to defund something to fund this. But I think those conversations are happening and people are looking at this more as a portfolio that must be managed. And you know, they can't just ignore this and defer anymore. They've got to actually start dealing with some of the security investments. A couple other sectors we could touch on. How do you think government's doing and how's that changed? Uh, government, I think, is further along the curve of risk management, mainly because they're being pushed to 
the Nest risk management framework. And uh, there's been a lot more scrutiny lately, you know, like last two, three years about not only security, driven on the backs of, you know, some of the concerns around insider threat and risk from third parties and subcontractors and so forth. But they're also being driven, I guess, by entities like the Department of Homeland Security who are, you know, surfacing risks and demanding that they talk about how they're going to deal with those risks. So I think a lot of this really gets down to, you know, shine a spotlight on it. You put the right pressure on and behavior begins to change. The government has actually been ahead on uh, having a lot of that pressure being applied. So we're starting to see some positive results from that. You know, there's still a lot of work to do, but they're making the right moves in the right direction to be more risk centric and more holistic in their approach. Do you see any changes in healthcare or at risk? Um, healthcare is one of the ones I would say is a little further behind the curve. And a lot of that is because there's been a lot of focus on business process efficiency around, you know, uh, for example, billing and uh, moving to electronic medical records and so forth. Some of the security investment has been lagging there. When you start to see records breaches that affect health records or pharmacies and things like that, I think they're now starting to get, you know, some of the same pressure that the retail industry has gotten to make investments faster. So I think they're being shaken up a little bit because of some of the data breaches that have happened and they're having to accelerate. You know, they were moving in the right direction, but they were probably a couple of years behind. And I think they're going to have to play catch up pretty quickly. And although they're, they're having some breaches, they're not to the scale that we hear about Target and Home Depot, those type of breaches. Right. And if you look at the data, a lot of them could be more accurately described as data spills than data breaches. Most of the data breaches, for example, in the state of California, a lot of those are with paper records still. And most of those relate to improper disposal. You know, there is a lot of pressure on just generally getting control of the processes around information handling. But a lot of that is in the physical world, not even in the cyber world yet. You know, some of this depends on where's the data that you care about and is it in electronic form? If it is, invest in logical controls. If it's not, then you might have to invest in physical controls. And I think a lot of the healthcare organizations are still kind of catching up on some of the physical controls. You mentioned as an example, an industry that's advanced in risk management and risk assessment as financial services, Uh, but are there areas that they need to improve in? I think adjusting the shape of their security spend to match the shape of the risk. I see a lot of them fall into the trap of we identify high profile risk, but we try to peanut butter the same amount of security controls across the entire infrastructure. And what happens is it doesn't scale very well and you end up choking people out with either a storm of events that they can't deal with or with a bunch of false positives. Rather than try to apply the same security controls across the entire organization, a lot of the more mature ones are saying, we understand the shape of our risks. We also understand the shape of our business infrastructure. I'm going to make sure that I invest a lot of resources in places where I have a lot of risks and a lot of threats and a high business impact. In other areas where it's a lower business impact, I'm going to stand down and accept more risk by implementing fewer controls, but I at least make it more manageable. People try to apply the same level of rigor across the entire enterprise. They end up creating bureaucratic worlds. They end up with a lot of false positives and a lot of frustrated people. Whereas I think the more mature financial services organizations are looking at, you know, where should I apply a pressure? If I'm not too concerned about internal resources misusing my infrastructure, but I'm very concerned about third parties, then I really need to police the borders between my core infrastructure and third party processes. But I don't need to apply that same level of rigor for internal people, for example. So it allows you to scale better because you're being more deliberate about how you shape the investment of resource and time against the shape of the risk and threat. Well, as always, it's a pleasure speaking with you, Dwayne. Yeah, thank you.
I've been speaking with Tripwire Chief Technology Officer Dwayne Melson. Thanks for listening.